episode seven. And then after that, you know, in sports, it's uh, there are always obstacles, and we always have these moments when we think, what's the purpose of all of this? Because in sports, you have first to work hard, and then after that, there is over. So we have to be patient all, all the time. You might be smarter, your daddy might own a company, but you will not outwork me. This one right here is for the people. I'm your host, Ryan J. Owens, current pro athlete, entrepreneur, and former USA national team volleyball player. I will not be defined by my athleticism alone, but I've learned how to leverage it, to stay passionate about it, and prepare for life. That's why the Beyond Athletic Podcast was born. I'll bring you case studies of current and former elite athletes making it happen in life, as well as tips and lessons from top sources in sports, nutrition, fitness, entrepreneurship, and more. I'm here to tell you that you are Beyond Athletic. Hey guys, hope you enjoy the show today. Today we've got on Milica Kubera from Serbia. She's now attending school at Florida State University. They're ranked 8th nationally in the top league of the NCAA, which is the best league for sports in college in America. I really just wanted to tell you, if you like the show, please go to Indiegogo and support our fundraiser. Trying to raise funds so that the audio... The production, everything can be fantastic for you guys, and that I can stop trying to be an audio engineer. So, thanks a lot if you do. It's igg.me forward slash at forward slash beyond athletic. And don't forget to share this with a friend. Enjoy the show. Hey, you're listening to the Beyond Athletic podcast, and today. I've got a very bright, very promising young player on of volleyball from Serbia in the Balkans of Europe. Her name is Milica Kubera. She is a freshman Seminole at Florida State University. And before I get into the interview, I just want to talk a little bit about what we get into and let you know why everything might feel a little rushed today. And that's because Milica is studying at university and it is a huge, huge, huge thing to be at a university in America as a foreigner and to start seeing how quickly things move and how much responsibility you have. So just to get this interview, it took a while for us to schedule it. So I'm very honored that she could find that time and appreciative. And... uh, Just to give you a little bit about Milica, she actually was a very sweet girl who came to me after I told a lot of people here in Serbia and the Balkans and around the world, really, if you need to go to school and you want to still pursue your passion of playing your sport, then I'm willing to help for free. And she took me up on that offer. And initially, um, she came up against some friction with people and things here in in Serbia because she wasn't very clear about her motives and uh, the reason being is teams here are actual professional clubs that like to 
try to be businesses and make money and be successful. And they usually sign players into contracts that keep them here so that they can develop them and make them into better athletes. And uh, that comes at a cost because the educational system is uh, and, and sports systems are separate. And therefore, players have to give up education most of the time to do their sports. And what's really great about her ex-club Red Star, or Cervena Zvezda, is that they initially were worried that she might be trying to go play professionally and break her contract. And when they found out that she was looking just to go abroad, further her education, and really just become everything that she could be while she was young, and before she started any type of pro career, if that was an option, they were very, very understanding and allowed her to do that, or at least did not get in the way. Because I would like to say that kids out there listening, if you're in high school or if you're an aspiring high school player, or even if you're in college now, options are definitely available to you. And there's some very important information from Militza in this where her advice is to make your intentions clear. And so my advice to everyone is that if you want to go abroad anywhere in the world, just find someone that can help you research that method and make sure that they're not out to take your money and that they're really, truly going to help you. If you're in volleyball, then definitely look into EliteVolley.com, which is a company that I run. It's not a shameless plug because I'm definitely helping these students for free. And I would love to get as many kids their education and to use their sport as a tool to help them get further in life. So without any further ado, let's get into the interview. I hope you enjoy it. There will be a part two. She's a fantastic, fantastic young girl. She actually got... Uh, freshman of the week a few weeks ago at the start of the season. She's playing both sand volleyball now and indoor volleyball at Florida State University, like I spoke about. And Chris Poole was a fantastic coach, forward thinking like many coaches in America. And he scouted her and just let me know this girl I want her on my team. And he's pushing her and it shows. And I hope you enjoy. Thanks for joining today. We have a young Serbian volleyball player who is studying in America, Milica Kubera, on, and we're just going to talk about a few things. How are you doing today? Hey, Ryan. I'm awesome. Thank you. Great. Um, actually, awesome is a funny word because I've been interviewing a lot of people and I noticed I've been saying awesome way too much. <laughs> <laughs> but in your case, I'm sure you are doing awesome. Uh, I want to give people a brief overview. So you are a young Serbian player that was playing beach and indoor volleyball here in Serbia. And now you're doing the same thing in the States. You played for the junior national team here, indoor and outdoor, right? That, uh, that's right. I No, actually, I've never played sand volleyball in Serbia. Okay. I played it just for fun. Yeah. But I started here and I'm doing great. Okay. And so playing for also your club team here, which is Cervena Zesta, which is Red Star, one of the most famous and most uh, popular clubs, but also really good producer of volleyball players for both men and women. And now you're playing for Florida State University, which is Definitely. a very highly accredited university and actually number four as of today in the country for women's volleyball. So congrats on that. Uh, now, I've given everybody a brief little bit about you, and I'd like you just to tell everybody your story and not like the, you know, 
um, really quick, blah, blah, blah story. I want the, where were you born? How many siblings did you have? How many parents did you grow up with? Uh, how was your life kind of from that time that you can remember until the moment you decided to play volleyball? And then I'll take it over from there. So go ahead. Okay. So hello, everybody. I'm Milica. I have one sister. I'm born in Belgrade and I grew up with both parents. I'm really grateful for that. And my life were pretty easy, I can say, uh, because uh, I had basically everything that I want. I in Belgrade, I the only thing that I was focusing on was volleyball and school. And uh, I managed to do both up to high school. But after high school, it's really impossible to, to do both in Serbia. So that's why I decided to come here to in America. Uh, let me let me stop you right there for a second and go back to that okay. point before you started volleyball before. and high school. So, um, oh, okay. When, what were you into before you did volleyball, and then what happened to make you play volleyball? Like, who came to you, or why did you go to a tryout? Ah, uh-huh, okay, okay. So my big dream was to be actress, Ooh. and uh, I attended drama school for six years, mm-hmm. and I did really great. And uh, then my sister started playing volleyball. And you know how she's, she was my role model. So yeah. I had to start playing volleyball too. And <laughs> at one point, I just had to choose between volleyball and drama school. And that yeah. decision, how did that come about? Were you, you're, you're thinking, okay, I've played this because I started because of my sister. But now, obviously, you're passionate about both. Of course. When you made that decision, what was the deciding factor? And did anybody in your life at that point help you make that decision? Actually, no. I'm kind of person that like making decision on like I like making decision on my own because in that way I'm the only one that is responsible for that. So uh, yeah, I I was thinking like I'm really tall and talented for volleyball, and I I could actually see my future in volleyball. I couldn't really see my future in uh, in a drama school because it's really difficult to to become famous actor or actress. Yeah. But in volleyball, I I could see my life in the future. I see. So already you were goal planning. I like it. So. <laughs> Thanks for that little overview. Uh, Definitely some stuff I didn't know. And a lot of people, I think, will resonate with that and understand and feel similar. Um, Not everybody Mm -hmm. grows up with both parents, so that was fantastic. You had a great support system. And uh, you had some experience before the sport, which is nice leading into sport. So what I'd like to do is before we get into everything really quickly here, I know you have like literally 15 minutes or something. You're a busy college student. And I'd like to start off with some kind of quote or meaningful saying to you that you've picked up in life. Okay, there is one quote for Martin Luther King. Uh, It's, uh, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And it's something that always gives me power to move forward because a lot of times I, I had to... I was challenged to, I, I was thinking about giving up everything because it was too difficult. But then I think about that quote that it, it helped me to keep going. Yeah, perfect for actually what we're going to talk about. And it's a fantastically powerful quote 
um, from a very inspiring leader and activist, which is important not to just say things, but to be someone who is active and does what they speak of. So Martin Luther King is a great example. And we're going to come back to those obstacles that you had in life. But first, I'd like to just ask you, besides drama and volleyball, what other things have you been active in in your life outside of those things since you were young until now? I love music and I actually play piano. Uh, nice. So I'm not, I never attended music school. That's just some, that's just my passion. So I would take uh, online tutoring or something like that. And I'm actually pretty good in piano. And also I love math. Love my math. father is math professor. Mm-hmm. So since my, since, since I was really young, he, he was teaching me some fun stuff about math. And now I grow. Uh, that's basically my major. Yeah. Now. I think it's actually interesting. The area of the world that you come from in the Balkans produces, especially um, this, this Serbia, Croatia, all these countries that were the former Yugoslav Republic, uh, produce a lot of science and innovators. Um, so it's not a big surprise to me that you're not only a great athlete, so or a very good athlete, aspiring to be great, but you're also interested in that and pursuing what is it an actuarial science degree actuarial science yeah which is for everybody out there i had to look this up but it's basically someone who does research in terms of using math and things like that to help people plan for their future and have stability in their life is that correct yeah that's correct yeah so it's actually it's predicted to be the biggest growing field for people working so congratulations because it looks like it's about one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year if you yeah, go into that career. True. So, um, great! Thanks so much for that. I'd like to ask: Did you do any kind of work outside of volleyball and studying while you were a kid until now? Not really. I think that we are not allowed to work here, actually. Yeah, in the states. In the states, yeah, Ooh. because there there is actually no time for that. Actually, you are allowed. And I think for you, that transition has been really difficult because it's, uh, I'll let you go through that because it's a big change from Serbia to there. But uh, yeah, you're allowed and a lot of athletes, student athletes work. So it's something maybe you'll want to look into in the future for some money to save or to spend. But uh, I'd like to get into these obstacles that you talked about. What, uh, mm-hmm. what were one or two major obstacles in your life? And then we'll get into how you overcame them. Okay, so when I was 14, I left my family and I lived on my own in Italy because I wanted to pursue uh, to pursue good academic school. So I went there to, stu- to study and that was really hard time because I, I had to literally learn how to cook, learn how to do laundry. I was really young, but I had great support for my family, so I overcame that fastly. And then after that, you know, in sport, it's, uh, there are always obstacles, and we always have these moments when we think, what's the purpose of all of this? Because um, in sport, you have first to work hard, and then after that, there is over it. So we have to be patient all the time yeah and that's really challenging yeah so specifically though let's say one big obstacle from sport since we've got in your academic life and and an obstacle really just in normal life since you 
which I can't believe and we're going to get into, but 14 years old, you went to live in a different country by yourself. Um, but in sports specifically, what was, let's say, the biggest obstacle to this point that you've had to overcome to move forward? Well, you know, the purpose of training is to play. So I had time when I like for when I didn't play for for a year or two years, and it's very hard to keep working hard when you don't play. You don't have any hours for that for your hard work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I think that that was the biggest obstacle. Yeah. So back to this uh, fourteen years old living on your own. How in the world did was that possible? You got a flat. Who helped you with that? <laughs> like. Well, I I that was crazy. I I can't even. I don't even know how, how that happened. I just went there and I I showed them my grades and uh, passed some exams and they accepted me in the school. They gave me a scholarship for school. And then I studied in Italian. And the funny thing is that I didn't know any word in Italian. Yeah. So that was crazy. When my parents came to visit me three months later, I, they just couldn't believe that I speak Italian fluently. Yeah. So that you was, go ahead. I just wanted to say that that was the craziest time of my life. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like it. Um, did you, did the school invite you? You paid for a ticket through your parents, et cetera, et cetera. And then they helped you. Yeah. They went with you or did the school just kind of house you while you were there and help no, you with all the, that? the school housed me and they didn't pay. Uh, my parents didn't go there with me. I went okay. on my own and, and I lived on my own. Oh, your parents are, are must have raised you really well to be so independent. So, and actually I, I noticed that when we first met because how we met just for other people is because Militza was looking for a way to get to America for school. And I think I'd posted on Facebook, maybe you heard through a friend. Yes, exactly. And uh, she came to me looking to get to a school and I'm proud to say that we found something and that, 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 is a very difficult thing, I think, for a lot of students. And I'd like to get to that in a little bit. But um, just to review, when overseas, biggest obstacle, you left Serbia, you went to, not overseas, you went to Italy at 14, you studied abroad, you learned all these great things, you became very independent, learning how to cook, clean, do all these things that basically really an adult should be doing and at an early age. And then in volleyball and, and sport, you say the biggest obstacle is making sure that you always train and prepare, which is, which is actually interesting because I just did one of these podcasts with an Olympian who his biggest lesson was that the will to prepare is what leads you actually, actually to be successful. So great lessons there. Now I'd like to talk a little bit about your decision to go abroad. What made you decide this time to go to America I actually, I've never thought about that, to go to America. That was like too far for me and for my parents. But then suddenly, maybe three months before I came in America, I just got that idea that I'm, I graduated from high school and I have to find a way to uh, play volleyball and to go to school at the same time. And that was that is absolutely not possible in Serbia. So the only opportunity was to go to America. And then... Uh, as you told, already told, we met and then it happened. Yeah. And I just decided. That, that, sorry to interrupt, but I just want to make it clear for people. Why was it so important for you that you played volleyball and went to school? 
Uh, well, in my family, it is really important. College degree is really important thing. My both parents have college degree. My sister has it. So it was really important for us. And then I could, just couldn't give up volleyball. I just love it so much. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine my life without either of these two. Uh, this is actually a really interesting lesson, and I feel exactly what you're saying. I know earlier we were talking a little bit about um, how you said uh, in our pre-interview how I couldn't imagine how things would be like there as busy as you are. And it was just like I had to remind you, hey, I went through the same thing. It's just <laughs> actually a great reminder that perspective is everything. And when you're in new surroundings like you, it can become overwhelming until you adjust and assimilate. So. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with that process. And you know that I'm always here for you if you need some help with that. But um, this this is actually really interesting. A lot of people from the Balkans are not so focused on going to school to get their degree and using their sport as just their passion and a tool to help them accomplish that. So uh, did anybody other than your parents help you with that? And did anybody kind of come in the way of making that happen easily while you were trying to do it? Well, I had some issues before I came here with my, my club, but at the end they ended up supporting me, so I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Um, and I don't really want to remember <laughs> that that time. Yeah. But uh, I, other than that, I didn't really try to find any support. Like My family is always enough for me. Yeah. My family and best friends, and that's it. So when I make some decision, I don't even ask anybody for advice. I just go for it and I just pursue it. Yeah, that's actually interesting you say that. They say that you are the average of the five closest people to you. So even though they don't need to help you in their decisions, they definitely affect the way you make decisions by basically giving you clear um, examples of how to lead your life. And so a lot of the things you do might reflect things that they've done or would do. So that's great. And just for the sake of helping out other kids who want to do what you did, could you give just a couple examples of how your club who gratefully supported you in the end, but how they might not have supported you in the beginning? Well, uh, it is always difficult to leave kids to leave country. They didn't want me to leave Serbia, and that's understandable. But uh, and why? in this case, I have to. Uh, because they wanted me to play for, for Red Star, for Srivana mm-hmm. Zvezda. But uh, in this case, I just clearly told them why am I going, that it's not a problem with club, that I just want to do, do well in school. Mm-hmm. And they understood that that's not possible in Serbia, and they're completely aware of it. So I think that's why they le- let me go. Yeah. But I think that if they saw that I... If they, Told that I have uh, ambitions to play pro immediately and all the, the young age, they wouldn't let me go. Mm-hmm. So you just need to, to sh- show what is your plan for the future yeah. and to be, to be persistent. Which leads me into something very important to me. And uh, I'd like to know, you, you seem like a very goal-oriented person. And we got about five minutes to wrap up. So... We're definitely going to have to do two parts to this, like you're saying. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to skip over these really important parts. So how important is goals and planning to you? And how do you do that? Like, what's a good example of how you do that in your life? 
Okay, that is really interesting that I always have goal and I always know what am I pursuing. But on the other hand, I always make quick decisions. And it, even America, I told you, I decided to come here. I was started thinking about coming like a few months before I came. So it just it's just important to to make quick decisions for me. I don't waste time or planning too much because uh, the more you plan, the more dilemmas you will have. Yeah. And in setting these goals, then, since you're not much of a planner, I I see that you're very kind of like (laughs) jump overboard just as soon as you know there's danger or there's an opportunity somewhere else. But uh, there is that little buffer period where you figure out how to do it, where like, for instance, you came to me looking for help for this. And I'm sure you went to the school first for Italy, et cetera, et cetera. But do you write down your goals at all or you just keep them inside? And does that go for life and for sport? I I usually keep them in mind. I don't write it down. Yeah. But I I have the same goal since I, since child, childhood. Yeah. And my goal is to be successful and to be happy at the same time. So and, it just yeah. Yeah, it's just the same goal all the time. So it's not that I wrote it down. To be happy and successful. And so, for you, what is your definition of success? Or successful. Success? Well. It's to do what you like and to live of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like There's it. another quote, quote that I would like to mention. It's find what you love and let it kill you. <laughs> Ooh, and yes. I like that quote because, yeah, I, you just have to live for something. Mm-hmm. And in my case, I live for volleyball and school. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, uh, that's definitely a powerful quote. And... Um... Something I've heard before, and I, I definitely believe in that. Listen, uh, we're going to have to go next time into some more stuff. But for now, could you just go through a couple things really quickly? Um, mm-hmm. At this point in your life, let's say you had some advice or guidance to give to young athletes in your position before you came to America. What would that be? Don't be afraid to make changes in your life. Because, uh, and also, yeah, uh, listen to your heart. Don't overthink everything. Listen to your heart and chase your dream and everything is going to be okay. Perfectly said. I definitely don't have more to add to that. I do have something to add towards goals. And for everyone out there who's planning and for you, Milica, also, it's really important. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned so far at my age of 34 Oh, I'm not 34 yet. October 20th is my birthday. Are you going to wish me a birthday on my birthday? Of course. (laughs) Great. So SMART goals, and that's actually an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely goals. So while having a goal of being successful and happy is a fantastic life plan, sometimes you have goals of like, for instance, going somewhere like America or becoming an actuarial science major or doing some (laughs) profession. And in order to get there, there's steps that needed to be taken care of to get there. So this helps people plan them out and write them down to stay in track or on track. And uh, it's something maybe you want to look into and everybody else will want to look into. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you. You're one of the youngest and brightest uh, people that I've actually had to deal with in the past couple of years since I started this mission of getting as many people educated that uh, planning for the future is important. So thanks for being an inspiration for the youth. 
and trusting me. And next time we'll get into everything else. So have a great day. Thank you. The quote of the day, now is the right time. Lotus Sutra. Did you like the show? Leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher.com so others will find us and share the love. Think of one person that could benefit and send them the link for this episode. For more resources and tips, go to beyondathletic.com or tweet us at beyondathletic. I appreciate and thank you for listening. What we do in life echoes in eternity. I'm going to show you how great I am. And this concludes our Chicago show. Please stay tuned.